This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman, and you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. Today we are talking about the dark side of Apple Watches, Whoop, Fitbits, and Amazon, which All is getting fitness this space, which pretty much I would say most of our listeners are wearing right now or have dabbled in. Mm. Uh, you pretty much, you almost have to be like a like an Amish person to have held out at this point. Yeah, yeah. And not <laughs> definitely at this at point. At least tracked your steps. Everybody's had. And I think what started this episode was uh, you were an Apple Watch. Apple Watch just released their eighth Apple Watch. And it is their- I've got a five. Fuck, I feel behind on the watches. Yeah, eight. They're no, eight now. So it's their second most popular device after, yeah. the, after the phone, right? And it's coming from like basically the biggest, I think it is the biggest company in the world. Uh, and their, their Apple Fitness Plus which is at 300 million last year, is about to get to 3.6 billion in 2025. It's going to 10x. 10x? In one year. No, no, by 2025. So oh, it's in, sorry. It's, in, okay. um, it's only in three years. In three years, right? It's obscene, though. Projection. No, they've had, the, they've had the watch longer than three years, right? No, this is not even the watch. Oh. Right? The, the watch is selling mil- millions per year. This is just Fitness Plus. You know Apple Fitness Plus, how you get the subscription? Oh, you pay for you it. You pay for a subscription. And you get uh, cycle classes. Uh, I think they've oh, got workouts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think, yeah. I mean, um, yep, 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 I think yep. maybe you get it free with the with the watch or it's cheaper I or something. Know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe maybe you just pay for it. But I mean, n- no question. They're the biggest. They can, I think they already are the biggest workout in the world is following Apple workouts. Yeah, okay. Um, like the, I think they're, I think they're like the biggest f- fitness workout provider in the world is Apple. Uh, so if you're like, a, if you're an Apple coach, Apple online coach, you're getting millions of views a month. Yeah, you don't make millions of dollars. No, no, but you're getting lots of views. Yeah, you're getting t- tons of views. I think they pay up to like similar... I think you make thousands of dollars per class that, as a coach. Yeah, so same as locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, yeah, I think I think, the, I think that's the most you can make. Is like I think you make like a thousand, a couple thousand dollars US for like hosting a cycle class, which is very good in the fitness industry. But do they have set trainers or like... You can yeah, like- yeah, I think, I think they've got lots of trainers and I think quite a few well-known trainers as well. Because, like, yeah, I think, I think you look forward to seeing your trainer every time, right? Yeah, yeah, well, it's like, important, right? Yeah, so it's, it's all part of it. Um, so that is their main play. Obviously, Google has the most wearables in the world. They've got Fitbit. Um, well, they've purchased it, which I guess is probably the, the lower end version of it. But they're... Oh, they're, for sure. It's cheaper, right? Yeah. I don't know if they have a top-of-the-line Fitbit. Probably not. They have um, one that looks like an Apple Watch. It's just not an Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, interesting. So Google's play at this is that they're the ones developing more the AI. So they're the ones. They're going to be the first company to bring out the food scanner, which tells oh, you. Oh, I'm so excited um, for that. They've already said that's on the menu. So they'll have the like, they'll have the best food. It won't be like my fitness pal. It'll be like scan your scan your meal. It'll tell you how many calories is in it, protein, carbs, and fat. And because they see themselves, they said that 14% of all searches. And I'm guessing about 70% of them are porn. So 70% of porn. I made that up, but 14% <laughs> is true. Is uh, is health on Google. Right. So they say like, we are, we diagnose the most illnesses or whatever than any program in the world. That's right? nuts. That's everyone, crazy. Because everyone, every That's health crazy. issue you've ever got, you know, yeah, 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 you, yeah. 100%. You, you, you Google it, right? So they want to do that. And then obviously third biggest company uh, is Amazon. So Amazon, I didn't know, but Amazon has telehealth, Amazon Care, which is by far and away the biggest telehealth in the world. And like similar to what they did with e-commerce, which is now, I think 50% of all e-commerce in America is on Amazon. So all shopping online is half of it is on Amazon. They want to do the same thing with healthcare. I thought it'd be more. I thought it'd be more. Fifty percent is a lot. I know, but yeah, I still that, thought it would be more. US? No, US. US. So no, no, it's Australia, definitely not. It's like now up to five percent. No, it's getting up to like 20 percent. Okay. Which I is, only order books off Amazon. Yeah. No, like we order tons off Amazon. Oh, you do. Yeah. Like yeah. what? 
like my like I get Amazon boxes every day. Oh really? Just everything, like every baby thing, baby clothes, baby this, uh, okay. appliances for the house. Yeah, but what about stuff for you? Nothing. Kindle books. Kindle. <laughs> Kindle. Kindle. Oh, Kindle. But, no, but I, no, it's getting there now. Anytime I need just like some item, I'll get that. Yeah, like I only order groceries on on my app now. I'm like, oh, I need, I need three oranges and a banana. I'll just order it. I love the Google Home app. So like right. the little speakers. So I got, oh, yeah, I got the speakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the you know the lights all around the house. Yeah. Which is now a problem because now Ziggy's two and a half and he can actually talk to Google now. <laughs> which is fucked. Because now he can like stop the song, put on music. Play so, Coco Melon. Dude, that is the that is the downside. Because <laughs> you can put things out of reach, but you can't put it out of vocal. Yeah. Uh, and last piece we'll get into before we get into the problems, uh, which I did think was interesting. So with iOS 15, I think it's the latest update. Basically, what Apple wants to do is they want to be like what we've waited for for ages, which is like your health passport. So they have all your medicals, all your results. They obviously are very good with privacy, Apple. So I think it's pretty safe. Immunizations, blood work. And that's the place you would basically store all health records and then give them on to doctors and, and that the type of thing. The conspiracy theorists are yelling in their car right now. Like right? You, you, Hand you over shit. all your medical data to one company, private company. Yeah, anyway. We'll see. But, but I mean, in some ways, there are the people for it because, I mean, who else are you going to keep your products on 24-7? I mean, all our, all our banking is stored in the iPhone now. Everything's Apple there. Apple Wallet. Right, everything's there. So it, it would make sense for health. And you got the watch and eventually they'll have like whatever, the blood glucose monitor. I'm surprised you haven't gone for the watch, honestly. It is so good. I'm on the five and I still think it's good. Yeah. You know how I knew I was on the five the other day? The guy's like, someone's like, oh, uh, no, I track my sleep with my Apple Watch. I'm yeah. like, how? You got to charge it overnight. He goes... No, it charges in five minutes. I was like, full? He goes, yeah, from zero to full. It's like five, yeah. ten minutes. I'm like, oh, I'm behind. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the new rugged ones as well, I think they can go like on the lower setting, like three or four weeks without charging. Three or four yeah. weeks. Like the rugged. Dude, Garmin is, on the, that is in on, trouble. On the lower setting. But yeah, that, because Garmin can last that long, right? So Garmin was like 30 days. That was like yeah. the Garmin thing. Yeah, yeah that's how I mind. So they're, they're attacking Garmin extremely hard. And I'm sure they're going to win, right? Because they just oh, have... Oh, so just the, the, now it's just a matter of time. They got the, <laughs> it's just a matter got, of time. They got the firepower. If Garmin was smart, Garmin would just sell to Apple. And I, was, and I, I would say, honestly, it's the same with Whoop. Obviously, we're big fans of Whoop and Whoop does do a lot of good stuff. But it's, they either have to get bought by Apple or Amazon or Google or... Or eventually, every single one of these things will just that they monitor will eventually just be in the, it'll be in the Apple Watch. Yeah, and you'll know the time as well. There's so many, new and Apple you can take watches. calls and. Dude, I'm telling you, the the, the watch thing. Oh, for don't them, show me this. Cause I'm gonna buy it later. The, just turn it off. The, it's thirteen hundred dollars start. Yeah, the, I thought the, they were the, only like five hundred bucks. Oh uh, wow, their price has definitely increased. I thought they were about eight hundred bucks. Anyway. Oh, there's cheaper ones. Oh, yeah, anyways, yeah, we'll yeah. go down a rabbit hole. So. Yeah. That's where it's obviously it's going to be more and more. It's basically going to be constant. I think if you're in fitness, you fall for this stuff first, is right. Like oh yeah, always the early first. adopters. We are the early adopters, definitely when it came to Whoop. So some of the problems that I think we have already felt, and I see a lot with clients. First one is being obsessed with data, and the best example was this: was had a client at the gym, and he's sitting at the front desk after. I'm like, how's the session? And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, kind of a waste. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, dude, I didn't start the activity on my Apple Watch, <laughs> but he genuinely was like he used the word waste he was like a bit of a waste because like i worked so hard and i didn't start and i'm like dude i i think that's pretty common i've yeah. had elements of that as well like don't have my gun i'm like i probably just won't bother with the run yeah um but that is i mean that's not a good place to be with your fitness yeah some people go well i can't sleep now that i know that it's it's listening to my sleep or watching my sleep mm. i'm like you're putting too much weight on tracking something and, and making the result of that versus like 
being good at the actual thing. Like you, you, you sleep better by like learning to appreciate and and understand your body and sleep more, right? Like paying attention to the cues, not just seeing the number every time and being like seven hours, six hours, seven yeah. hours. Like, okay, but like how easy did I go to sleep? Like how comfortable was I? How refreshed did I feel when I woke up? How good do I feel all day? These things can't really measure that as well at the moment. It's not as accurate yet. So yeah, it's one of those things as well. Once you pressure a certain thing to show a certain number, it generally makes it worse. You know, it's like, all right, I need to have seven, eight hours. You don't get seven, eight hours. You're like, all right, I feel like, I feel like crap. Yeah. You know? And I think it's interesting to think out like, what's the actual net positive? So sometimes I'll ask them, I'll be like, so say the workout, right? Gives you your heart rate, how hard you worked in the session. I'm like, oh, so what have you actually changed like since tracking? And he's like, nothing really. I nothing, guess. yeah. Nothing. Very rarely. I'm like, well, what was the net positive? Besides all the time you had to take of like checking it and starting the activity and looking at it after, you had to obviously purchase it. I mean, it does other things. But like, what did you actually do because of this? And most of the time, it's nothing. Yeah. Well, the most valuable time, because we wore the whoop for basically two, two and a half, three years straight. The most valuable thing that I get out of it now is I wear it when, so I don't wear it day to day, but I wear it when I'm sick because I want to yeah. know like how actually sick is my body? Like how close am I to recovering? Because you can, uh, you can feel way better when mm. you're sick, but you can also see like red, 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 red. And it's like, okay, cool. There's still the virus going around. I still probably shouldn't push myself or whatever. Or if you're training for th something very specific, like, all right, cool, I'm going to run this race, city to surf, marathon, whatever. And you can like actually track, you know, how mm. how much faster you're getting, how much you're improving, like, you know, what's your heart rate at, that sort of stuff. Outside of that, it's not, after a, after a while, it's not very useful. Yeah, like, because unless you've got a specific thing you're trying to get out of it, that's when it really enters into the, the waste of time zone. Yeah. You know, you're preparing for something, like, I'm going to for it, it does work really well. You're trying to fix your sleep, it does work well. But you're just generally doing things. I feel like, yeah, a lot of time it doesn't do much. Uh, second thing I say this a lot is that it gets people very much way more just focused on quantity and absolutely zero on quality. Think about like Strava, the running out. I don't think you got into that. Um, whoop, definitely. I never got into Strava. I don't know why. Um, but all those things, they just, they just, all they really get you to do in terms of to, to succeed at the app is just do more. Yeah. Right. It's just longer workouts, higher strain, beat your friends. Right. Yeah. Strava, basically like anyone's into running tells you like Strava destroys people running because they, all they do is just run, run average efforts for long periods of time. Because they don't want to show their friends a slow run and right. they don't want to show their friends a short run. Right. So they just like run at 70% effort all the time for like 10, 20 kilometers. Yeah. And they can, you know, have a good result on Strava. But those things like, you know, it tells you nothing about getting better or nothing about doing quality. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also one of those things where the journey of getting good at these things is like so much more. And for like so many people that use these devices, right? So many of them are, um, they're kind of at the not the start of their journey, but they're very entry level into their yeah. level of fitness, right? So they actually haven't got to that, you know, they haven't gone through that stage where there's like, and I guess we were just fortunate with the timing of these things. Like we didn't quantify anything for so long when it came to stuff when we were competing super yeah. hard, right? We just focused on how much better does my snatch feel today? Like how much, what's the bar doing in, in the front squat? Like how did I feel? How fit did I feel in that workout, right? What was my time on this thing? How many muscle-ups? All that's mm. all these so many, you know, important and enjoyable aspects of doing something hard like that when we're competing. And I felt like if we had something like that, another thing to measure everything against, it would just make it the experience. It would take away from what the best part of the experience was, you know? Um, and it probably would have like, I don't know if it would have made us worse, but I think it just 
yeah, it probably wouldn't in our minds be as enjoyable to be mm. constantly quantifying everything and then being like, man, that was a sick workout. How many calories did you burn? Yeah. What was your strain on that workout? And how much better do you think you would have been? Like no different. Probably no different. No different. Yeah. yeah like just less enjoyable during it. <laughs> <laughs> just worse. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I do, I do, I do see this negative obsession with yeah, just pure quantity. Yeah, and I, I, I think it hits the newbies even the hardest, because then because they genuinely think it's really important. Yeah. Well, you know what's also interesting as well is like it's almost like with sport, right? You talk about stats versus yeah. like when someone plays the game, right? So like you can look at say a guy like a Russell Westbrook, right? And he's like got crazy stats, but then you see him play and you're like. Yeah, not that you know, mm. not that exciting, right? And then there are like other players, and they, you know, the stats are cool, and it's good to get into the stats, but you just want to see him play. Yeah, I like you don't measure Kyrie Irving's crossovers, right? And or just the way he handles the ball, right? And it's just all about like the stats are cool because they tell a story and they're part of the sport one hundred percent. But like when it's all about the stats, and all people talk about is stats, I'm like. Yeah, but like, I just enjoy watching him play. Mm. Like, where? how do we measure that? You know what I mean? And like, that's the same thing. How much you just enjoy running? Are you just running for the numbers? Or like, do you actually get out there and like you clear your head, you enjoy the sound of your own breathing, you like the feeling of, you know, sweating and pushing yourself and, and fighting off those, you know, those dynorphins that want you to stop and slow down. Like, that's really fun as well. If it's just always about the numbers, like you do miss something. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you we have these things now and we didn't have them 10, 15 years ago. It's not like athletes performance across the board have exploded no no i mean you could say injuries went down but loads of loads of reasons contributed to that yeah yeah loads of reasons but um what's the final point you want to make here so i think the end result of this um, which i probably felt as well is that when you when you have these things and you look externally i definitely think that for a lot of people you start to lose the intrinsic motivation you know it's the motivation you have when you like go to a workout do it yourself no one else is there and you don't tell anybody about the workout. Mm. I think for most people for health and fitness long-term, you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to do a workout that's really hard, but you like there's no external validation for it. Your friends don't text you how good that was. No one can see the score online. You can't even see like, there's like no record, right? It's like you could finish it and did it ever happen? Yeah, yeah. Right? All you have is like your memory of the workout. You, you do have to like enjoy that and know that you're about to do a workout and no one's ever going to know, no one's ever going to care. You know, you you... It's all, all you have is your memory of it and be like, no, nah, I'm still going to go after it for that. It's funny hearing you talk about this because it's like, um, it's it's kind of like the culture now of like tracking everything, not just your workout, right? But like, where did you go on the weekend? Like mm. what places did you visit? You know, what food did you eat? Who did you hang out with? Yep. It's all about this external validation of your life, right? And it's like, you just have to be so careful with that because the workout is a sacred place. The workout is a rare opportunity to not measure and quantify yes. something you know and like the reason i say that is because it's a solo activity you know you go out with friends you go to different places you know you go to the watch sport eat out like it's kind of you're ingrained with doing an activity with people but the workout is like that solitude where it's like it's almost in some ways you can you want to respect it in terms of like i can just do a workout not think about it not need anything just go out there with like whatever tools you have for the day and just like and grind yeah. And I, I remember seeing an interview with Dorian Reyes. He's like, here's the famous one who had like the, um, you ever seen his like workout journals? Like he still has his workout journals, mm. right? And he has like something stupid. He does a lot of work. It's crazy he's still alive, honestly. I thought he would be dead by now. <laughs> his, his, the amount of journals he has of workouts and he, and they were like, oh, you know, what would you do now? He's like, mate, there's still nothing better than a, note, a notepad for tracking your workouts. Mm. He's like, what's better? 
He's like, it's the same. You just write down your weights, write down how it felt, and you check it the next week. Yeah. He's like, after all this shit, he's like, I've never seen, if I have an athlete, I've never seen anything better than a workout journal. Mm. And in some ways it is true, particularly for gym training. Do we just lose our, um, <laughs> do we still lose our sponsorship? No, but we gained <laughs> one with uh, <laughs> Dorian's notebooks. <laughs> Pieceofpaper.com. Um, yeah, no, so I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that you need to have that, um, I want to work out because I want to work out, not because I want to show other people. I mean, that's unfortunately so much of what we do, but don't lose it for the workout because it's fragile, right? If you're working out for other people's validation, uh, even, you know, so many bodybuilders, so many um, competitors in, in aesthetic sports, like whether they like to admit it or not, they're doing the sport for other people's validation, right? Um, it's not to take away from the hard work. It's not to take away from the discipline, but a lot of the motivation besides sort of the top, top guys who are like, you know, I want to do this to be the best ever. Most people are doing it because they want validation from other people to be like, you're good looking, you're lean, you look great. You know, that's why they continue to post those photos even though they're not in yeah. that shape anymore. What other point is there other than to get validation from other people? Like, oh, you were fucking shredded like on June 15th, four years ago at that one comp for 12 <laughs> hours, you know? So um, I think, yeah, the, keep the workout sacred and like enjoy it for just what it is i think if you do that then ultimately i think you'll you'll be able to sustain a workout program for a much longer period of time probably you know i'll give you a good example i reckon like most martial arts are done for the sake of doing martial arts yeah that's why you get so many people that do it and they stick to it for such a long time and they never have a fight yeah or whatever yeah it's also like kind of by its nature it's kind of a hard sport to have wearables yes. in, right any sort of grappling like striking you've got gloves on and yeah. wraps and like you know you're blocking and stuff you don't really want stuff on you so it kind of in that way has that nice purity about it um and like yeah you see everyone that talks about why do you like it so much is just like they just love the doing of it you know which is awesome and that's what you want ultimately something you can sustain so um deep rabbit hole but yeah that's the dark side of all the fitness wearables uh we still wear them we still use them it's very much part of it but i think the awareness around when it can be helpful when it cannot be helpful i think is important just like really understand like what is this thing for? Like yeah. understanding what the tool is for and not giving it too much weight, I think is like the real key to managing it. So as always, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. Um, we are weeks away. We say it all the time, but we're weeks away from launching the new YouTube strategy. So if you are interested in the video version of this show, we will be putting it up very soon and variations of it. So check it out there. Uh, but for now, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll speak to you all next week.